Welcome back. I'm Emily at Emily's Podcast, Tribute to All Little Angels. I'm bringing to you another episode of the Review of Questions and Answers. This set of questions and answers are from Part 2, Episode 6. Question 1. That is odd to me. Dark lines and now bricks after eight years? What are the chances of that? Have you ever noticed any dark lines near that headstone before? Answer. Odd to me also. What are the chances of that? I did find cut marks in the grass around this same headstone one other time. I took pictures. I have reached out to the family members or at least we had hoped. We searched online for possible members and I sent letters. Not 100% they were related, but I had to at least try. Number two, first of all, what would you like done with this? Answer, first of all, the headstones moved back to their resting area. Number three, in this past episode on April 26, 2023, I had mentioned I put three ads in the newspaper, one in January of 2020, February 2020, and March 2021. March 2021 was when I had mentioned I had received an example paper advertisement. My ad in the paper came out on May 26, 2021 through June 16, 2021. I just needed to clear that mistake up. It's just as easy as that. Number four. The drains were fixed, but it was still flooding. How can that work if the street is higher than the drain and the drain is higher than the ground? Answer, I wish I knew. Number five, in the casket you say there were more items other than a Bible and a blanket. Can you name the other items and do you have a way to prove it? Answer, yes. There was a white dress she was wearing. It was a cotton lined receiving blankets with silk she was wrapped in. A stuffed yellow bunny. After all, she passed away on Easter. And the crocheted blanket and Bible. I'm still not sure where the Bible is. And yes, I do have pictures of her laying in the casket showing the other items. Number six, the video you have, what is the video of? Answer, the video is of the day of the digging of Megan's headstone. Number seven, do you have pictures to show the cemetery flooding after the drains were fixed? Answer, yes I do. I have pictures showing it looks like a pond 
at times. Ducks swimming in the water and the headstones underwater. Number eight, Emily. I understand you've had someone say they will help or will do something and you get nothing. You hang in there. Someone with the right ears will hear this. Stay positive. Answer, thank you for that. I am staying positive and hopeful someone will hear this. But someone telling me or misleading me, that's on them. I know I'm believed and I know someone will hear this story. I do know that. Number nine, the lady that had issues with the same cemetery when you talked with her and she said the city is making you out to be crazy. How did she know that? Answer, the city told her the same thing as they told me. No one else is complaining. They tell everyone the same thing as they did in Megan's area by saying they cut down a tree, a tree that never stood there. I know they said I was crazy because when I heard that, I said, if I have to be crazy to tell Megan's story, well then, I will be crazy. It's as simple as that. Crazy or not, it's still the truth. And I do appreciate the lady's advice to get a professional photographer to overlay the picture. And I did. Number 10, Emily, I liked your comment that you said, it doesn't matter who you are. You may have fallen short in life, but you knew something, you said something, and you know who you are. And that's a great comment. No matter who you are, if you know something, anything, say something. Answer, I agree, I did, and I will continue to. This set of questions is from part two, episode seven. Number one, to me, Emily, it's just so hard to comprehend that they wouldn't want to fix this? Answer, my thoughts exactly. Why wouldn't they want to do the right thing? I have said that from the beginning and from the pictures, I could have moved the headstones back to where they belong in Babyland 6 West. And I would have appreciated that more than being misled. Number two. With all the rain Oklahoma has been getting, I bet you cringe every time it rains. Answer, I do. And I know in my heart it will be flooded in the cemetery. It will stay soppy for days. And I know too, it's not right. It's not right for the dead or the visitors. Number three. With all the proof you have and are willing to share and be known, why are they ignoring this? Answer, I wish I knew the answer to that, but that's the key words, 
all the proof. And if anything, it should have only taken one piece of proof to get something done. And I have eight years of proof. Number four, Emily, so many throughout your story saying, I will help, I will do this, I will do that. It's got to be even more stressful being misled. Answer, it is difficult at times, but my friend reminds me, no one knows the story better than you and a few others close to it. I keep going. I keep the faith in God. He brought me to it. He will see me through it. I know that. Number five, the woman who reached out to you to say she would prove you wrong, is she the same woman who gave the advice of the professional photographer and was the photographer who did the overlay picture? Answer, yes, she is the same woman, but no, I did not use her as the photographer. I used a family member's friend out of state. Number six, Emily, God bless you and the other family members too. Answer, thank you for that so much. Number seven, you had mentioned the photographer seeing the headstones out of place by sight of the picture. That should be enough proof right there or at least enough to get someone to do something. Answer, I thought so too. I'm being ignored, hoping I will go away. I will not give up, but that is something that can't happen. This is my granddaughter and we are talking about it with and so many other loved ones. We need the help. Let's get this resolved. Number eight, from listening to your story, it seems to me as though when they try anything at the cemetery, you are right there behind them, finding what it is. You keep up the good work, Emily. Stay one step ahead of them. Someone will come to you. Answer. I try to visit as much as possible and ever so much more. I look, I look at everything and I'm still thanking God above for bringing my niece here to find the indent marks in the grass for the plot marker. What it looks like matches up to the plot marker indent in the grass and finding the cut marks around the rock headstone and recently finding the dark lines in the bricks in the grass and around the rock headstone. And as of this past Saturday, May 7, 2023, the dark lines and bricks are still visible. My angels lead me there. Number nine, Emily, I just want to compliment you on the investigative work you've done. You are doing all of it. Great work. Answer, thank you. But as I've said before, I had no idea how 
or what to do. But once I got started, I had to. I have to. And any other parent, grandparent, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, anyone would do the same. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Number 10. Hello. Anyone out there listening, do you know someone? Do you know someone that knows someone to get this resolved, to make it right, to let the souls rest in peace? This set of questions is from part two, episode eight. Number one, when you went to another state to talk to a reporter, what state did you go to and did that reporter talk to you? Answer. We traveled north of Oklahoma. The reporter did talk to me. We did try the news station, but businesses at this time in our lives were closed due to COVID. We communicated through emails. He did offer to send me information to a sister station and I greatly appreciated it. Number two, Emily, when you would visit the cemetery, have you seen any other family members of any of the other loved ones out there? Answer, I have in the past. I have talked to a few people and lately I've noticed more headstones having flowers on them but I did talk with an elderly couple and a few mothers to babies in the area. I didn't get the names of the elderly couple, but I did take their license plate number down. The elderly woman had mentioned a story of her friend used to come visit her granddaughter and she couldn't find her granddaughter's headstone. So she quit visiting. The headstone used to lay up next to the tree, the woman had said and I knew exactly who she was talking about. And she mentioned the city saying they cut down the tree. The elderly man said there was no tree there. And I have to agree with them. The woman then said, our grandson used to be on the other side of this tree here. And I knew exactly what she was saying. I do believe others have complained and when they were told whatever they were told, they had to be satisfied with it because they had no way to prove it. But I do, I do have proof. The proof is in the pictures. Even the overlay pictures says so much. The woman had reached out to you with the advice of the photographer. Do you believe she was willing to help or was she fishing? Answer, I'm not sure what her intentions was, but I have said in the past, whatever the meaning of that was, she gave me some great advice. And that was number three. I'm sorry, I missed the number. And this is number four. The dark lines you say are in the pictures on the day of the digging. They didn't appear from nowhere. When you have pictures showing before and after and now dark lines and bricks in the grass, looks to me 
like it's making others believe the headstones belong there. But yet again, pictures showing before and after the dark lines, and you have these pictures, right? Because something is not right. Answer, I do have the pictures. I also took a few pictures on the eighth year anniversary, May 9, 2023. Bricks and dark lines are still visible. Number five, Emily, I'm so sorry you are going through this. The emotions you show, not by talking about being upset, praying to God and thanking him and your angels, but as you tell your story, you can hear your emotions, feel your emotions. This is so wrong, wrong on their part. Answer, I did show a lot of emotions. It's very emotional. I've cried, I'm mad, upset, discouraged, and very stressed. But when all of those feelings are gone for a little while, that's what makes me fight even harder. And I agree, it is wrong, very wrong. Number six, in the podcast on October 19, 2021, you say Megan, bless Megan to matter. She does matter. Answer, thank you for that. I know she does very much so. I definitely know she does. I want others to know and to help her to matter, not for it to be swept under the rug, as some would say. Number seven, the family members of the Rock Headstone, have you contacted them? Answer, my niece did look up the information about them, or we thought may have been a relation. I contacted them by letters at two different addresses in two different states in October of 2021 when I first noticed the cut marks around the rock headstone area. I was concerned with mixed emotions about the marks, so I felt I needed to at least try. Number eight, the woman who contacted you in 2020, why did you look for her mother's headstone? Answer, to pray to her, to thank her for her daughter contacting me. Even though she didn't follow through, I did greatly appreciate the advice she gave. Number nine, Emily, you have so many close friends and family members supporting you throughout this, all of them, but no officials. You may have to start again do just as you did before. Do it again and again. Answer. Yes, I do. And I appreciate all of them. They have let me vent to them, cry to them. And they see it just by me telling the story and showing them the pictures. We even say, everyone sees it but them. And I will. I will begin again and again and again. And it said so much when the lady found the cemetery case in the back seat of a rental car. 
She even saw it and gave some very good advice and I appreciate it all. The photographer saw it on side of the picture. The overlay picture confirmed it to him. Number 10. Why did you feel you needed to go out of state to talk to a reporter? Answer. I had reached out to other reporters, TV stations, with a response of me sending some information and pictures and I didn't hear anything back. I left the state in hopes to get help to resolve this, to find that the jurisdictions has to be a thousand miles or less of actual complaint. Another tidbit learned, I have learned something from everyone I have reached out to. I'm learning as I go, asking for help to get this resolved. I also posted on Facebook cemetery cover-up page on the anniversary, May 9, 2023. Eight long years today, May 9, 2023. Own it. Fix it. That's simple. One more thing. I have a comment from a listener in reference to not asking me a question, but to ask you, the listeners, a question. Oklahoma don't have laws for this kind of thing, but in any other state, it is against all scruples, morals, and respect to dump water out of a casket onto the ground. What is going on there? This is from part three. This episode, I'm doing something a little different. I have written a letter in hopes for our congressmen, senators, and or our House of Representatives to hear, to read, and give some advice on how to and what to do to get this resolved. Help. To whom it may concern. I am writing to you in hopes my letter finds you well. I have been working on this for eight years without a resolution. On May 7, 2015, Oklahoma had flood water that moved headstones in a cemetery on 4th Street in Moore, Oklahoma. The streets were closed due to high water levels. We couldn't visit the cemetery for two days later. On May 9, 2015, I visited the cemetery to find the headstones were not in their correct location. The cemetery was still flooded. We started calling the city. We called over and over again. March 28, 2016, nearly a year later, finally, I was able to talk with the city manager to tell my concerns to then being ignored even with the proof in the pictures, over time, having to hire an attorney to being ignored yet again, stalled, and very much disrespected. I have written letters, I have sent emails, I have put ads in the newspaper, to now presently doing a podcast. This is real. This happened. No one here is crazy. I have the proof in the pictures of the date of my granddaughter's funeral. I have visited the cemetery frequently. 
I have sat with Megan under the south tree for 10 years and then another five years after the north tree was cut out due to a storm that broke it in half. The north tree was removed 2010, 2011. It was easily checked on Google Earth. I have compared pictures from earlier years until now. I have reenacted pictures and I have an overlay picture. The proof is in the pictures. Then the day of November 26, 2019, they dug the headstone up to prove if it was Megan in a casket that did not look like the one we buried her, her in. Compare the pictures. It was full of water. They dumped the water on the ground took a Bible out of the casket, and yes, it was Megan's Bible with her name engraved along with a crocheted blanket. The two items my attorney and I mentioned were in the casket to identify her. But what? where's the rest of her items? The Bible was intact. It was in good shape, and for as long as it sat underground, and then the casket full of water, the Bible, the Bible was not swollen or rippled as if pages were wet or had gotten wet. After the afternoon ended, we went back to the cemetery to pick up the dirt clumps that they dumped on the water of my granddaughter onto the ground. I also took pictures of the area where they had just dug up Megan's headstone. Dark lines one on each side. I took pictures. I compared pictures to see when the dark lines appeared. I have never noticed the dark lines there before. I noticed when I compared the pictures, the dark lines were not there on November 21st, 2019, nor before, but were there on November 22nd, 2019 four days before the day of the digging. The same morning, there were two men working on the west side, east-west corner street to widen the street corner east of Megan. I have pictures of that too. And a long pole laying in the grass east of Megan on the morning of November 22nd, 2019. But over time, these are not the only dark lines noticeable. We have noticed cut marks around the rock headstone. We have noticed plot marker indentation marks in the grass ground. Pictures match up to another plot marker in other locations of the cemetery. Two recently dark lines, one on both sides of the rock headstone and bricks stuck in the ground in the grass. Yes, with pictures to compare to. Please look at the pictures. Listen to the story. The story of the nightmare they caused. How awful. I also added a law we needed here and everywhere. We are in need of a law being drafted and passed into law. The law we need for the state of Oklahoma, 6 West Law, for the deceased, 
an ankle bracelet and casket identity in every casket. So something like this doesn't happen again or keeps happening. The cemeteries, cities need to be responsible for damaged headstones, broken, sunk, and or missing. I've been told caskets have a name and a number on the handle of them. I was unaware of the identity number and the name on the casket and they, the city, didn't mention it either, unless this could have been a law from back in the 1800s. I'm not sure. My granddaughter has been disrespected. I have been disrespected. My family has been disrespected by their actions and something needs to be done. To the here and now, in August, 2022, we started a podcast to tell the whole story. Emily's podcast, Tribute to All Little Angels. Take a listen. We need help. We want the headstones moved back to the resting place. They deserve that. Thank you for reading my letter and look forward to talking to any one of you. I also want to thank you for listening. Stay kind with your words.